Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Warman. Today we're going to recap NFL's Week Two, preview Week Three. But maybe first of all, let's start off with uh, what, were, what, were, what were you more impressed with from the NFL? What was more telling from the NFL? The um, big collapses um, from from some teams like late, or big comebacks from teams late, or just like solid play from like the Chiefs during last week? What, what was most interesting to you? Um, those, the, in terms of in terms of long term effects, I think the Chiefs uh, won a game that they didn't play terribly well in, and that's usually a good sign going forward. It's better to win a game you didn't play well and then to lose a game you did play well. I think the Chargers did play pretty well and they lost. Um, the, the some of the big comebacks and the fall and the falling aparts, I think those made for interesting drama of the for the week, but I don't think they're going to be terribly. Uh, telling of the future. I think maybe we just saw that Baltimore was maybe not quite as good as we thought maybe they would be. I don't know. If well, they look good for three plus, just over plus quarters. Yeah, maybe they have a weak they they Achilles heel in their secondary. Um, Tua, Tua took over in the second half. Four touchdown passes in the last quarter. Um, Tyreek had two touchdown catches in like two minute period too. Yeah, um, so it was a big six touchdown passes for, for Tua. Um, I don't know. That means he's turned a corner or if it's just another, you know, sort of a blip where we had, you know, <laughs> big big touchdown days from people like uh, Matt Flynn and uh, Nick Foles uh, in the past, uh, you know, 15, uh, 10, 15 years. Um, but I, I – and then we saw the Raiders collapse, which I'm sure you delighted yes. you to no end. Um and it made that Cardinals victory actually made the Chiefs week one victory look a little bit better in retrospect. Yeah. Um, since people were thinking, you know, I was thinking maybe the Cardinals were just terrible when they were down 20 to nothing um, to the Raiders. But um, what, what, what do you think? Do you think uh, we learned anything from week two? I still, I have absolutely no idea what's happening for most of the NFL right now. So, um, yeah, all of my uh, sure things that I thought were were basically facts of uh, not coming through at all. Like I, I didn't expect the Browns to to look this bad or Cincinnati to be that bad either. Yeah, the uh, Browns fell apart against the Jets in the last couple of minutes. Well, I guess they could have like taken a knee. Yeah, they could eventually just throw- or just wasted time and they chose not to, and then and then give two touchdowns yeah. after it was not, bad and then- an onside kick recovery even in the middle. It was bad. Um, I think we knew that with Brissett, they weren't going to be a high-scoring team, and they probably needed to hang on and kind of win some close games. Uh, what surprised me was we had what that Cincinnati has been so bad. Um, or the or the Colts have been so bad too. That's what Colts have been really bad. Yeah, some of those teams that we thought would be um, contenders in the AFC have turned out to be pretty bad. The Titans uh, also have turned out to be pretty uh, bad. Um, so far, they got you know uh, blown out by the Bills, and then they lost to the Giants, who turned out to be who who have a two and zero record, uh, just like their uh, counterparts in the uh, NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, maybe both of those teams are looking at um, the playoffs now, since you know uh, Dallas is uh, a bit down still, even though they beat the Bengals. You know, remains to be seen what what Dallas really has with Cooper Rush. Um, you should you should um, 
shed your modesty for a moment, though, and, and uh, congratulate yourself for declaring the Giants a playoff contender after week one and, and <laughs> confident win in week two. And then and uh, not a terrible matchup for week three coming. Yeah, in. Monday night matchup against the Cowboys at uh, Giants Stadium. Um, Saquon didn't have as good a game in week two as he did in week one, but the Giants still won, uh, despite also not getting very much. Uh, from some of the receivers that we thought would be more bigger contributors, but they, but they've, but they've uh, won won two games. So, um, you know, maybe again the NFC is not very strong in a lot of, I think, uh, from top to bottom certainly. You know, maybe a couple of really good teams in the NFC. I think Tampa looks pretty good again. Green Bay sort of probably righted the ship against Chicago. Well, that's hard to say. Um, Chicago <laughs> might just be really bad. Um, the Rams kind of got things back together, although they really had to hang on at the end against Atlanta uh, at home. So it's it's hard to say what's going on in the NFC. The Eagles looked good against uh, the Vikings, right. who looked good against the, the Packers. So it's hard to say really what's going on, I think. When the Packers bounce back nicely against a maybe not very great uh, Bears team, but uh, but they did win. They didn't start out 0-2. And have had the Bears um gotten that very close touchdown call where fields may may have crossed the goal line and they didn't call it as a touchdown on the field um maybe the you know that game would have turned out to be a little bit different uh or for our picks i think we both we both wanted chicago to cover even if they uh we didn't think they would win but um our picks last uh last weekend left something to be desired let's say that that that's putting it mildly um i did get one right you did get one i, I was going to ask was... you before but maybe before we jump into that do the uh 49ers uh playoff expectations improve with the injury i think they do i i, I think lance is long term probably but maybe a better quarterback at least in theory than garoppolo but with Garoppolo, you have a known quantity, and you have a playoff team in, in uh, San Francisco that that does very well. Um, you know, they they didn't win the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, but they came pretty close. Uh, they were in the NFC Championship game last year, so I think you can say that the 49ers should be a playoff team um, with Garoppolo. I think maybe even they take a step forward this year. Long term, um, losing Lance probably hurts. But maybe it's a blessing in disguise. I think. I think actually, um, it helped. Uh, I think. I think having Garoppolo there, as it, you know, will will make the the Fortnite a higher scoring team this year. What What do you think about the Chiefs actually having a full game lead in the division already? Well, that's pretty good. Uh, they, it seems like they would have to have one if they since they since they beat the Chargers. Have they have they <laughs> lost to the Chargers? They they'd uh, be down a game. Um, that was a, I think it was a, a solid victory. Even again, I think the Chiefs didn't play particularly well, particularly in the first half. But they were only down ten to seven at the half. Um, they were down seventeen seven early in the third quarter. Um, but the second half, um, maybe thanks to a couple of injuries on the line uh, for the Chargers, they finally got to Herbert. Uh, by the end of the game, Herbert was injured, although it didn't seem to really affect him on certain throws. Um, so 
but it, it's a good. I think it's a good sign that the Chiefs could hang in there even if they weren't playing uh, their A game. Those Thursday night games are always crazy, and I think oftentimes it's the road team that actually has the advantage on Thursday night because um, uh, that's it's that's how that's how the scores have turned out. Uh, the road team wins, I think, more often on Thursdays mm. than they, uh, other uh, nights of the week. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if I've looked at that before. I think that was true up until last year. Last year, I think home team started to win more, but I think I think mm. uh, prior prior to that, it was the road team that often won on Thursday night. The Chiefs um, won on the road against Sandy against the Chargers on Thursday night last year in Week 15. I think the Chargers have won on Thursday night in Kansas City before. Yeah. Uh, so it's I think I think the road teams do pretty well on Thursdays. Hmm. And I'm not sure, I think I'm not sure I'm not sure why uh, that's the case, um, but it seems to be something that that occurs. And maybe we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that over the season. We'll see how much how many times the road team wins on Thursday night. This uh, you know this was the season that seemed like most people were expecting the AFC West to become even more competitive. I'm a little surprised to see the Chiefs up up on top this early, at least anyway. That'd be. You know, there'd be more than one team at two and zero. Is what Mike well, is going to be. The Broncos maybe started. should be two and zero. They played pretty pretty bad teams in Seattle mm-hmm. and Houston, but they have a new coach who may be incompetent. Uh, we, we we hinted at that earlier, uh, talking about you know the the doltish sons of former formerly <laughs> successful uh, coaches, and and I would say. Paul Hackett wasn't even a, a really successful offensive coordinator. He was bounced around a lot of times, but I don't think he was ever a, a great coordinator. Um, his son maybe is a better coordinator than um, Hackett, but um, he was coming from Green Bay. Again, I don't I don't see the fascination with the Green Bay uh, system. Their offense isn't very good, and mm. you know, uh, so it's hard. You know, I think did you watch the Sunday night broadcast? Uh, I was, um, was in, I was in and out of it, so um, I tried to watch they, it. But I, I just they talked I about how Aaron Rodgers really liked um, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, but it wasn't because of his football call football abilities. It was because he uh, was was fun to be around and was a good drinking buddy. So I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure if that uh, endorsement goes a long way or not. That's, that seems to be uh, uh, how um, a lot of uh, Americans decide their uh, political, uh, where their votes lie politically. Yeah. Candidate they'd like to have a beer with. Yeah, I'm having a beer right now with you, I guess, virtually. So. Virtually. Virtually, yes. Keeps me from slipping into alcoholism. Um. <laughs> You're also not voting for me for office, though. I didn't know. I'd vote for you over a lot of people. <laughs> Depends, depends on who the uh, the opponent is, I suppose, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty much anybody, probably. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's um, maybe uh, let's um, review our terrible picks from uh, last week's uh, betting competition. Okay, I'll um, I'll start since I got I got one correct. I only got I missed two, uh, so I was one and two for the second consecutive week. Uh, but the one I got correct was Houston at plus 10. Um, they lost to the uh, Denver Broncos 16 to 9. I didn't think Houston was probably going to win, uh, but I felt like the Broncos offense 
even charitably, we'll say we'll, we'll treat them charitably, has not yet gelled under uh, Russell. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps they will get better as the season goes on, and Nathaniel Hackett kind of figures out what's going on. But right now, they don't look terribly, um, ter terribly powerful on offense. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't think they'd be able to blow out Houston, especially since Houston um, looked a little bit better than we thought. Uh, against Indianapolis in week one. We thought Indianapolis was a decent team, and they ended up tying Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis at home. Uh, Davis Mills has been proven to be a quarterback who hasn't turned the ball over. Uh, so, you know, Houston might not be as terrible as advertised, uh, and I think Denver is not as good as advertised. So that's why I went with the uh, Houston at plus 10. Um, my other two picks, one of which I shared with you, the Chicago plus 10, that didn't work for either of us, Andrew. Uh, right. What do what how, how what do you, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Uh, um. Yeah. The the game I thought was um not exciting in any way. That was uh one that I tried to watch at least part of it anyway. But uh, yeah. The I don't know. The Bears' offense just doesn't seem to to do anything. They have no passing attack. Yeah. And you know they're tight. I have. Uh, Cole Kamen on one of my fantasy teams, and he has produced zero points two weeks in a row. Wow, uh, that's so and idea. he has had no catches. Um, they uh, Mooney is their probably their best. Darnell Mooney is probably their best target. He has you know only a few catches. They don't throw the ball. They don't, you know, and then they can run the ball pretty well. Montgomery had a pretty good game, but mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to run the ball effectively if there's no passing threat. Well, they have a well. mobile quarterback though. Yeah, but they, um, they don't they don't use them very well. They can't seem to yeah find find a way to use them correctly. It seems like. But, yeah, I don't I don't know if you were flustered. And, and that was with the change in um, offensive coordinator too, right? Yeah, changing head coach, changing coordinator, uh, new system. Um, it's like almost I, identical results though, from what it. Yeah, it was like it was like Matt Nagy was there still, and, and they were struggling on offense. So that was a. Again, maybe they. I think. I think the Bears came up. Were unlucky not to get a touchdown on one of their drives in the at, at the end of the game. But that would have that would have given us a push had they gotten twenty seven seventeen. But mm -hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was the we were we were chatting during that right by via text about yes. um, whether or not um, they should have given that touchdown essentially to the Bears just to make the game more interesting, right? Yeah, I think that's what the conspiracy theorists in us uh, want to believe, but this, they didn't. They didn't cooperate this time. Well, they, they, it seems like the officials essentially decided the game was over with about nine minutes to go, rather than just make a call that would make it slightly more interesting. Anyway, yeah, we did talk about how um, the Sunday night. The, why? Why do um, the uh, scheduling gods? think that we want to see Chicago Green Bay uh, so much in prime time when Chicago is not very good and the games between Chicago and Green Bay are particularly close usually. I don't know why that was the Sunday night game. Green Bay is a big a big um, national draw. Chicago, I guess, is a, is a big population center, but those two teams. But really, it's, it's, um, it's a regional game. I mean, the, the two cities are only uh you know a couple hours apart um depending on traffic i guess but yeah it's it's, um, it's so i mean you, you can actually drive between the two stadiums so those two fan bases are 
very nearby each other, and they are rivals. Whether it's the oldest and, rivalry in the NFL, yeah. but it's the Bears are Bears are haven't haven't been good, uh, and it didn't seem like they were going to be good this year. So it seems strange that this is the you know the big Sunday night matchup that, that uh, I guess people wanted to see, but. Um, it does seem like there's a more, I guess it's more interesting. It's not a rivalry by any means. A matchup for this uh, Sunday night game is um, 49ers at Broncos. Yeah, I think they thought both of those teams would be pretty good. Uh, it's Russell Wilson facing off against um, the 49ers again. The, the Seahawks have been able, been able to beat the 49ers quite a bit recently, even though the 49ers had more uh, success. So I can see why that, that game was a Sunday night game. But it, looking at it now, um both of the teams look let's say wobbly uh so mm. far the 49ers lost to chicago you know albeit in a weird weather game with not perhaps their best quarterback um mm-hmm. now they have their better quarterback i think for this year um that should be an interesting game um the, Mo- the monday night game does not look terribly interesting on paper at least in the way with the uh cowboys and giants that's a division ma- division rivalry but um nationally i don't think anyone really cares about that game do they well cowboys are the cowboys giants are a big city uh the giants are maybe awakening uh this year they're maybe can work their way in a 3 uh position the cowboys maybe i think people just want to watch the cowboys fail uh so maybe that's maybe that's the um maybe that's the draw there if you're picking but from yeah. the matchups though you'd think the packers bucks game would be one of the prime draw games at least anyway the two um yeah aging, but uh still near the top of their game or at the top of their game quarterbacks yeah enough. that's the national game on fox sometimes those net the networks the four o'clock games are the, actually the biggest games of the weekend uh and the sunday night games are sometimes second fiddle um but sometimes it, it depends uh I, I think the way i'm not exactly sure how the rotation works and how the teams get to pick their games I mean, how the how the networks get to pick their games but um yeah, I think the I think the matchups look inter- somewhat interesting, maybe more interesting this um, week than last week overall. Uh, yeah, the Bills Dolphins, uh, both two and zero. I think the Ravens Patriots might be interesting, uh, seeing you know if if the Ravens can cover from their kind of meltdown at the end of the game against the Dolphins and the Patriots, are they really as bad as they seem? Um, I think I think that one is accurate. <laughs> I was not impressed with the Patriots. We also have a Thursday night game. That's another regional clash between the Steelers and the Browns. Um, not neither team has looked great, but each team is one and one at least, and one of the teams is going to be two and one probably. Um, and maybe we'll see if my um, idea that the road team does better in th- on Thursday night uh, holds up. Um, maybe we'll see a new quarterback in, in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, coming and replacing Mr. Trubisky, or maybe Trubisky will turn it around. Hard to say. It's another uh, extremely low scoring um, over-under projection for that uh, Thursday night game. 39, yeah. 39 points. So, that, you know, twenty. You know, for 2017, you'd, you'd still be able to get the under. Do you like the under in that? Was this one? Ooh, um, I don't think either team could really score, so... I that, that the under there might actually be reasonable, but yeah, the Steelers and, um, have and, scored. And I guess the Steelers, um, 
Um, is a is Watt still? Watt's still hurt. He'll be out for another, right? another another few weeks. Um, but the Steelers' defense, you know, held the Patriots in check. I don't know if the Browns the Browns have a good running game, but they but you know I don't think Brissett is a uh, is setting the world on fire. Um, but the Browns have scored uh, fifty six points in their in their first two games. Um, mm-hmm. So their their offense is, is 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 humming. It seems like at least in some at some level. Um, so maybe mm. maybe like the maybe the over maybe it'll be twenty four seventeen something like that. That would hit the over and cover if Cleveland uh, if Cleveland won or if Steelers won twenty four seventeen or somehow uh, that would that would I I I might if I, I this isn't one of my picks. If I had to do it, I would take Cleveland. I would take uh, Steelers with the points, and mm-hmm. and over. And the over on that one too, huh? Yeah, I'd do over and Steelers. Um, I think it's going to be like twenty three twenty or something like that. Yeah, the same same score that the Steelers beat the Bengals by. I could see that. I could see that as an outcome. But that's not that's not one I want to. It's Thursday night. I don't want to mess with Thursday night. Yeah understand um how about your second game that you uh so we both talked about chicago green bay Mm -hmm. uh you also had i took what i I thought was basically a sure thing would be uh i thought that i thought the Bengals would run all over uh dallas with uh with no quarterback and that the Bengals would uh, bounce back after their their uh first week loss and that didn't happen at all the Bengals yeah. looked as bad as the, you know, they'd have the turnovers, but uh, they did against um, they didn't get it, did against Pittsburgh against Dallas. But uh, the offensive line looks terrible. Joe Burrow keeps taking sack after sack. Is it that he's not able to escape? Is it that he's not able to feel the pressure? It's hard to say. Um, Dallas has a pretty good defense, but you know when I don't think I don't think anybody saw Cooper Rush. Um, leading Dallas to an easy victory. Mm-hmm. No, not not I. Anyway. The line, uh, you know, shifted from Dallas. I think was minus was minus two before Dak Prescott got hurt. Before they played the the uh, the Bucks, and then what? What did you? What was it? Uh, seven and a half. The Bengals, yeah, minus seven and a half. Bengals minus seven and a half. So they were more than a touchdown favorites and got really blown out. So yeah, the Bengals have been very disappointing. They, they play the Jets next week. Do you think uh, the Jets, you know, beat the Browns? Do you think they can beat the Bengals and, and complete the Ohio sweep? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it's certainly possible. I don't, I wouldn't expect it. I. It's hard to see the Bengals bouncing, like having that like revenge sort of um, mentality uh, right now. The way they've uh, not played well the first two weeks. I can see the Jets um, trying, you know, playing all right actually, just to be uh, spiteful, keeping the uh, the garbage pile on onto uh, on Cincinnati. Will Joe Flacco be the better Joe at quarterback than uh, Joe Burrow? I mean, uh, they, they have uh, a Joe Mixon too, right? So there's a Joe Mixon. Yeah. If the yeah. Jets, if the if the Jets win, is there a quarterback controversy in New York? Is Zach Wilson uh, going to be benched? When it comes back, since uh, Flacco seems to be playing so well, oh, I. What they they tend to not do that, right? They tend to not unseat the quarterback. 
typically, right? I mean, it happens, but it's usually the younger guy unseats the older injured player, not uh, yeah. not the reverse, right? Yeah. Blacko um, has five touchdowns, one interception this year, uh, has a 90 quarterback rating. Uh, so maybe, yeah, I, I think maybe they, or maybe they milk uh, the injury to Wilson just a little longer. Maybe they keep, maybe they keep Blacko. Just see how it goes. Make sure going. He's... Make sure he's fully healthy before they bring him back. Yes, all but the way back. I don't know. I don't. Cincinnati's favored on the road by four and a half at the Jets. I don't know if I like that very much. I'm that's that's one that I looked at and thought maybe I'd take the Jets, uh, but uh, that wasn't one of, one of my picks. But um, Mike, let's let's talk about. Let's, I'll talk about the we, we glanced we glanced over it earlier. I'll talk about my second losing pick of last week was uh, Seattle. Uh, I had Seattle plus 10 against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I, ex- I expected Trey Lance to be on the field. He gets mm-hmm. carted off fairly early, and that actually, I think that actually hurt my chances uh, on offense. I think they're more explosive on offense. Because the 49ers ended up uh, winning by 20 in that game. Yeah. I... I yeah, the Seahawks aren't very good. Even though Geno Smith, I think, is leading the league in completion percentage. Is that right? I think he's got a um, nothing. Nothing deep, though. I assume. Right? No uh, completion percentage right now. Geno Smith has eighty-one completion percentage, forty-seven out of fifty-eight. Hundred only two hundred less than two hundred yards a game, though. Two touchdowns, one one interception. The longest uh, completion from uh, the game against the 49ers was a uh, 27-yard pass to Tyler Lockett. Yeah, uh, Smith has a 38 long this year, which I guess he got against the Broncos. I don't remember that play particularly. Um, but uh, Gino, Gino Smith did outpass um, Garoppolo in the game. Garoppolo is only 13-21, 154 yards. Yeah, uh, with the defense, I guess that was enough to win. So mm-hmm. a, little surprise, a little surprising there. Recovered again. I, I again. I blame. I, I don't blame my instincts. I blame the teams that didn't perform, um, because I'm narcissist. I suppose you uh, follow the um, uh, philosophy of uh, Michael Bolton from Office Space and uh, the uh, Why should I change my name? He's the one that sucks. Yes. Why should I change my strategy? The teams are the ones that suck. There you go. Um, how about your your third your third final pick was the uh, you picked you picked the Raiders to come to uh, hmm. were they were they minus no, six? I, I picked um, Pittsburgh to oh, you picked Pittsburgh. The, I was thinking you picked one, the Raiders one and a half point spread against the Patriots. Ooh yeah, that didn't look good. And um, that game was pretty ugly. Um, it, was, it was I mean more or less it, it hinged on one play in the first half that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers a uh, defender went up for a ball. Uh, it got through his hands right to the receiver that caught it for touchdown pass yeah, over his head. Yeah, that was a pretty remarkable catch. It, um, um, just uh, I think I think the, whole, the game turned basically on that one play. That play and the and the, the former uh, New England uh, Patriot uh, turned uh, Pittsburgh to a punt returner, uh, fumbled or uh, muffed the ball, it hit him in the face. Right, the face and, and that um, helped New England continue a drive that they uh, scored on. Um, so yeah, neither, I think Pittsburgh's looking bad. New England's looking bad too, um, and I think that was a little bit of unwell. 
but so I, so apparently I, I am in need of a fresh strategy for my picks now sitting at one in five for the season uh, well, you've lost 400 imaginary dollars i'm sitting at two and yeah. four and lost 200 imaginary dollar dollars so i'm i'm sitting pretty at least relatively um i haven't thrown my money away yet um as much money away i guess uh, but this is why we keep this is why that we, we follow the maxim you know if you're losing keep betting because you might your luck might turn around that's how uh, uh that's how real gamblers do it i'm sure keep digging uh, the hole keep digging that hole you might dig your way out yes <laughs> so uh, yeah so strategy wise what what do you think should i should i um double down on my one successful pick or should I George Costanza this and um, whatever my instinct is, do the exact opposite? Well, hmm. I think you, if, if you could try doing both of those, I think that would be the ideal be, approach. Uh, uh, do the opposite plus uh, double down on on, um, on the Chiefs and uh, see, see, mm -hmm. see what happens. I don't, think, I don't think you, I don't think normally you would want to double down on the Chiefs, uh, especially this week when they're on the road. You know, Indianapolis looks bad, but mm -hmm. they can't be this bad, right? Or can they? They certainly could be, um, but uh, it doesn't seem like that's possible, does it? I don't. Yeah, I, I thought they'd be okay. I thought they'd be an okay team, uh, they, but they've they've really picked up where they left off last season when they lost the play the basically the playoff play in game to Jacksonville at the end of the season. And they've lost two away, another two more away contests to mediocre at best uh, divisional mm -hmm. opponents, um, including yeah, a very not so great game, horrible game against Jacksonville this week. Yeah, getting shut out, right? Shut out against Jacksonville. Yeah, is it tw twenty four to nothing? Twenty four nothing. Um, but or or maybe Jacksonville just isn't as bad as. How, how bad they have been recently. Well, they had Urban Meyer in that debacle last year, so they got a, you know, sort of, like, at least a dead cat bounce, right? Um, For their sake, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence seems to be healthier, I, I assume. Um, yeah, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, maybe. You know, the running back situation's a little healthier. It's hard to... Um, they brought in uh, Christian Kirk, their, their high priced free agent that you know sent <laughs> the free agent world uh, into a frenzy and caused uh, you know Devontae Adams and uh, Tyreek Hill to get traded <laughs> that's true and huge contracts because Christian Kirk made so much money on his um, oh. or was that or was that just the uh, price to bring anyone into Jacksonville that could be too um, so what you right. I, th I think I think I have my strategy set now. Yeah. You have your strategy set. You have your strategy set. Okay. Um, Should we uh, go ahead and um, reveal our week three picks then? Yeah, I have I have three picks that I think I like. Um, uh, one thing I did is change my strategy a little bit is to focus a little bit more on the over unders this week. Mm. Uh, my first pick that I like is a game that's probably one of the better games uh, uh, of the weekend is the Packers at the Buccaneers. Um, 
right now is Tampa Bay minus one and a half over under 42. When I first saw it, I think it was Tampa minus two and the over under is 41. Uh, but even at 42, I still like the over on that one. I think, I think this game is going to be something at least like 24, 20. Um, I know the Bucks defense look pretty good, but the Packers are, are better than the Saints are. Um, I think, I think the Buccaneers offense will finally look a little better than it has the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. too. So, um, I see that as going over uh, 42. I'd say at least, you know, I'd say 28, 24, 28, 21, even 24, 20. That'll get, that'll, that'll get it up there. Um, Those aren't crazy scores. No, you have two of the best quarterbacks in the game. You have two solid offenses, two decent defenses, but I think um, – no. These are actually pretty conservative scores for a game with that that's that um, yeah quality of quarterback. Yeah, but I think that's, like said, their defenses at both are are pretty decent. I think that's maybe why the line has gone up to forty two, started at forty one, and so I think people are going the over. So um, I don't know if you want to be on the public side or the majority side on this, but um, but I, I am anyway. So I'd say over forty two uh, Packers Bucks. How about you, Andrew? What's your what's your first, what's your, what's your uh, top bet? So I think um, yeah. First, I think I need to do the uh, double down on um, what my only success has been so far this season, and uh, go back to the uh, back to the Chiefs. Well, uh, and I'll take the same style of pick I took last time too. Uh, Chiefs are minus six and a half. Uh, I will take that. You think the Chiefs will win by a touchdown or more? Against the Colts. I don't think that seems crazy at all. I, I could see this being a blowout type game. I could see it being relatively close, but I still think the Chiefs will be able to cover the uh, six and a half point spread. Okay. They are only uh, one and one against the spread this year. Uh, yeah, so they, far. they didn't, they uh, didn't cover against uh, the, uh, the Chargers. Um, partly because um, I think the Chargers committed a strategic error at the end of the game. I think well, the Chargers were, I think the Chiefs were favored by six. Was that what it ended up being? I think so. Um, and the Chargers were down by 10 late in the game. They had a fourth down and several yards to go. Um, they decided to go for the touchdown and go uh, and then kick the uh, onside kick and try to recover it and get a field goal to tie. They should have, however, kicked the field goal right there. Mm. And because again, if they, they missed the touchdown, the game's over. Uh, the Chiefs have the ball, and they're going to win. Um, if they get the, if they kick the field goal, they're down by seven, and they still need to get the extra. They still need to get the onside kick, uh, but uh, they're not out of the game by kicking the field goal. If had they had they, yes, they could have missed the field goal as well. But uh, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the touchdown play on, on fourth down was 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 uh, more difficult uh, to accomplish than a field goal would have been. Right. So had had Brandon Staley played the percentages uh, the Chiefs would have covered but um, I'm, that's why I stick I wonder well, uh, the line was actually uh, just minus four it was and minus four it was minus they, four so they missed by just one point they missed and by one they, point in the yeah. by kicking the field goal and not going for the touchdown uh, they also kept it on the underside as well 52 and a half was the over under uh, in the final score 27-24 fell just a point and a half shy of the uh, the over under line hmm so they would have kept it under either way. Yeah, gambling conspiracy theories. 
<laughs> perhaps play into this as well. Yeah. So you said you doubled down on this on the Chiefs Colts game. Does that mean you're gonna you're gonna pick an even over under pick for so, Chiefs Colts? So this will be this will be where where I go both doubling down and against my typical strategy. Uh, I usually avoid over unders, so I'm going to take an over under on this game on this game also. Um, and to go further against what I would normally do, I'm going to take the under on the game, which I never take the under. Typically, I guess it's always it's always uh, under until it's over. I'll take the um, the under uh, the over under for the uh, game's 49 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the under on that one. So you think the Chiefs will cover, but but maybe keep the Colts low scoring? I think it'll be a you know 30 to 14 type of game. I, I like that. It sounds great. Let's let's do that. Even 35 to 14, that would keep it uh, <laughs> under. <laughs> should, or, or should I go full um, Casey Homer and say that the final score will be uh, like 49 to zero? <laughs> Seven touchdowns, zero. Yeah, they'll still keep. Yeah, that would be an ideal, uh, ideal victory for you. Um, I think you'd probably rather just just for your your heart's sake uh, have a 40, have a 38 to zero win uh, mm-hmm. rather than a 49 to zero win just to keep it uh, healthily. Right. Uh, you don't want you don't want a you know random rogue interception return. Uh, <laughs> fumble, fumble they, get, return they get the final. Touchdown. They get the last touchdown on an interception return, but then they, on the ensuing kickoff, Indy returns it for a touchdown to uh, push it over. Right. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. so you want under under in Kansas City minus six and a half. I think if I had to, if I had to pick that game, I I might do the same. So that that, that, is, that doesn't that doesn't um, maybe bode well for your chances uh, since we're both thinking the same thing. But that's not that's not the game that I want to pick though. Um, I want to take I want to um, uh, take the, the team that the Chiefs uh, beat uh, on Thursday and 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 go with them and go with the Chargers uh, against the aforementioned um, Jacksonville. Uh, Jaguars. The Chargers are favored at home. Uh, Can we call them the streaking Jaguars? They won one, one in a row. They won one in a row. I, don't, I think you need two to be a streak, but for <sighs> Jaguars, one might be a streak. Uh, they played two. They played two pretty good games. They played a pretty good game against Washington, and um, they beat uh, Indianapolis. Uh, so maybe they're riding high. I'll say let's let's I'll, I'll give I'll go as much as saying the Jaguars are riding high. I don't know if they're streaking, uh, but they're riding high on their way into Los Angeles, to SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California. Anyway, and they're playing the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by seven in that game, um, which seems a little low to me. And I think the Chargers are probably going to want to. You know, I think Herbert will probably be somewhat recovered from his. Um, rib cartilage injury by then. Keenan Allen might play as well. I think the Chargers might be angry. Um, and for once, it seems like the Chargers won't be outnumbered at home because I don't think there are any Jaguars fans uh, outside of Jacksonville um, or London, perhaps. Uh, the Jaguars home away from home. Uh, so I think maybe the uh, stadium will be pro chargers they'll have actually a home game so wow. uh, i think i think all those things lead me to say the chargers at minus seven is a good bet is that is that your bold prediction for this week 
the uh, Chargers home game will be a pro home team game. I think I think they will be. Yeah, I think the Chargers will be. There'll be more Chargers fans. Notice, let's say let's say noticeably more Chargers fans than uh, Jaguars fans there, um, which is which is very different from when the Chargers play. You know, say the Raiders or even the Chiefs. Um, it sometimes it seems like they're they're fighting against their own. You know, they have they have they don't have much of a following in Los Angeles. The Rams are the favorite, clearly the favorite team. And well, LA is a destination city, yeah. so yeah, yeah, fans are willing to travel, not just having um, displaced fans that live in that city. Mm-hmm. They probably have also. It's a big city, so a lot of displaced fans as well. So, um, I like I spent Jacksonville. Small metro area population, mm-hmm. not a rabid fan base. Um, I like the Chargers at minus seven. All right. So then my, let's see, for my third pick, I believe I'm going to stay with the uh, George Costanza method and uh, find a very low scoring predicted game and then take an under on that one also. Ooh. So I think I'm going to go to the um, Texans-Bears game. I don't know where any points are coming from there. Uh, over under in that game is 40.5. Bears are favored in that game by three. It's at, at Chicago. Home. It is at home. They do have a win between the two teams, so chances are one of those teams will win that game. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game, so I'm going to take the under on that one as well. I actually kind of like the under on that one too. So, uh, if I had to pick, if, um, yeah, I don't think either team has an offense that's been very uh, prolific so far. Um, the Texans have scored a combined twenty-nine points in their first two games. The Bears um, have also scored a combined twenty-nine points in mm-hmm. their two games. Uh, so if they if they play to their average, uh, that will be um, fourteen and a half. There'll be a twenty nine over under. Yes. Um, so 15, a fifteen to fourteen game uh, is very much in the cards. I think uh, 17, 14, 20 to ten, even you know one of those low. Uh, if you look at their defensive numbers, the teams have given up. Uh, Texans could give up thirty six points in the two games. Bears give 37 points in the two games. So even if you have very close defensive numbers, um, you know, that that would still be under. They play average on offense and average on defense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe. So we have an 18, you know, we have a, you know, 18, 14, 18 is an unlikely score, but uh, 17, 14 game. You don't know. There could be nine safeties. You don't know. 20 to 13 game. One of the, something like that. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for a nine safety game, just so you know. Nine safeties. <laughs> rather than six field goals? Yes. Nine safeties would be very exciting. <laughs> I think that would by far break whatever uh, NFL record uh, would be. <laughs> yeah, that might be one of the only reasons that that game would be entertaining to watch, from, from my opinion, at least anyway. The NFL team record for most safeties in the game is three. Um. That seems high. All occurred when the Rams recorded three safeties against the New York Giants on September 30th, 1984. The individual record is two uh, safeties for one player by the Rams, Fred Dreyer against the Green Bay Packers in 1973. Do you know what Fred, you know, what Fred Dreyer's claim to fame 
Yes. After football? I do not. He was, of course, TV's hunter uh, in the in the 1980s. Uh, really? He became uh, the detective uh, tough guy hunter. He also appeared in several episodes of Cheers uh, mm. as a, a sports guy, too. Um, it's just a little, little uh, flavor there. But, uh, yeah. Um, nine safeties would triple the NFL record. I, I think. like it. It's going to happen, Mike. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's only it's three safeties for both teams, and the Rams got three three safeties on their own against the Giants. So um, it's yeah, the so most safeties that's... scored by all teams is twenty six across the league in nineteen eighty eight. In um. In a whole season, you're saying the whole season combined NFL effort for one season. Mm-hmm. It's twenty. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Well, how about how about your uh, your third pick here? Uh, my third pick is definitely not predicting nine safeties in a game. Hmm. Uh, my right now, I think my third <laughs> pick is is also an over under, and it's an over under where I will like you bet the under. However, it's a total that I think is is, is a, it's a high total, and I think it's a little too high given the teams that are playing. Um, this is the Lions Vikings game. Ooh. The Lions at the Vikings. Um, the over under is fifty three and a half, and even though the Lions have been high scoring this year so far, um, I think at Minnesota, Minnesota's got a pretty good defense. Minnesota also doesn't have a great offense, uh, as shown against Philadelphia last night. Uh, so, I like the under. Lions Vikings under divisional game. Usually those are low scoring. I think um, the Lions right now I think are tied with the Chiefs with the most points um, put up uh, in two weeks, um, uh, seventy one. Um, hmm. So that is that is correct. The uh, Vikings have only scored thirty points this season. So the Lions' average is thirty five and a half points per game. Vikings have scored less than that in their two games. Yeah, so well, Vikings have uh, scored thirty points mm-hmm. in two games. So fifth, so fifteen. Even if you take their averages, fifteen plus thirty-five and a half, mm-hmm. that's only gets us to fifty and a half. So that's still you still need a field goal. I don't. And and Minnesota's favored by six as well. So I, if I had to pick a double bet, I might I might do Lions. Plus six in the under, but I think I'm more confident with the under. Um, if you if you do that same um, mathematical exercise with the um, their defensive points allowed, uh, it would still be the under. So I like the under there. I and also don't, I don't think that much of the Jared Goff, uh, Kirk Cousins matchup, and I think they're both serviceable, average to below average quarterbacks. Maybe Cousins is average to above average sometimes. Uh, at least if it's not a night game, if it's not a primetime game, he seems to shrink in the spotlight. Mm. Uh, as, um, so maybe a one o'clock game on Fox and nobody's watching, uh, he might he might shine. But I still think it's going to be under 53 and a half. Yeah, I'm not, I won't, yeah, I don't, I don't know which game they're going to be televising here. It'll be, it would be. I don't know if they will. They televise one opposite the Chiefs. I don't think. I don't think they don't. I think that's how it works. So they'll have so two Chiefs, games at three p.m. Chiefs are one p. One 
there are only two options, let's see, uh, three, three, or three options for CVS, or four options, uh, five, four options at CVS at 1 p.m. Uh, Chiefs, Colts, uh, Raiders, Titans, and, uh, Ravens, Patriots, or Texans, Bears. Well, there are five. There are a lot of a lot of one o'clock games this this week, mm-hmm. and of course the Bills Dolphins is the is the big one. Oh, Ravens Patriots is on Fox, even though both are AFC teams. That's interesting. Right. That's interesting. Usually you'd think they'd be on CBS, uh, but they, I guess the way it shook out, they need a Fox. Yes, so. I think Bills Dolphins will probably be the one that a lot of people get because both of them are two and zero, and Buffalo is favored by five and a half, but. It's supposed to be 86 degrees, uh, so maybe Buffalo will be overheated. Does that does that matter this time of year today? I think Miami is difficult to play in September for cold weather teams, or even teams that have not been hot weather teams. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it seems like maybe they'll be supposedly it's 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 difficult to play in mm-hmm. uh, in Florida in September. I, th- I thought maybe you would go to that uh, Cowboys Giants game. I think I thought uh, that might be where you're headed for one of these picks. Giants minus two and a half. I think the Gi- I think maybe they pick the Giants by a field goal at least. Um, the over under, it's really low, two thirty nine and a half. Also very low, yes. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like the over on that one. I might stay with the under, but um, it could surprise us and be a high scoring game too. I, I I'll, I'll 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 stay away from it. And, and go with what I picked. I uh, Packers Bucks over forty two, Chargers minus seven, and under Lions Vikings fifty three and a half. I'm stick with those three. But there was a strategy that you could have employed here was just to see whatever I picked and then just take the exact opposite bet, and then you'd basically be guaranteed a decent shot. I think. <laughs> Well, I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to uh, jinx you, or jinx myself by picking the opposite. So that is risky because because if it does flip, then you're gonna get um, you'd get like double up basically on on the how it affects your um like full season averages, right? Yeah, I think but I'm gonna keep going with my one open, and two. Open the door. Weeks, that, yeah, climb back in. Not that I'm that far behind, but <laughs> I'll, I'll just go with my steady losses rather than my hemor- by possible hemorrhaging uh, losses. And so if I you know lose a hundred dollars each week, I'll be minus seventeen hundred for the season, or minus eighteen hundred. guess for eighteen weeks in the NFL season. Correct. Um, but I think some of those ones and two, one and twos might start turning into two and ones. The odds are, you know, even if I clipped a coin, I could get fifty percent, but. Maybe that maybe that's what I'll resort to. Yeah, what, uh, what what kind of uh, winning percentage would you need to see to start your own account somewhere, rather than just call these theoretical bets, but actually make them turn them? I out, think you need to. Bet. I think you need to win about fifty four percent of the time to make money. Um, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. Fifty four percent. That's not crazy. If I could, if I could get close to fifty percent, I wouldn't lose that much money. So maybe it'd be fun enough to play uh, if I sort of broke even. Yeah. Is 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 there is there um, betting in in um, either of the states that that you're um, you? Pennsylvania has it. 
Pennsylvania has the sports betting. Yeah. I think Maryland may have started as well. Um, because, uh, yeah, in uh, my area, um, yeah, Kansas just passed, or I guess they passed earlier last year, or early this year, they passed in a, and, um, uh, sports gambling. And um, they, uh, it, it's now available starting at the beginning of September. Uh, I've yet to place a bet. I was kind of waiting to see how this went, but I still nearly did it last week anyway. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see a little bit more of a turnaround before I decide to jump in over there. I think you can go to casinos uh, and bet in Maryland. Um, they have they have uh, sports books at local casinos. I think it's some at horse racing tracks, uh, but. It hasn't. It's. It's. I think it's less more restrictive than Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is fairly wide open. Hmm. You can at least if you're in the state. I think it's like Kansas. Yeah, if you are at least within the state of Pennsylvania, you can. You're on a website. I think you can make um, a that as long as you have your location services turned on. Yes. So yeah, in um in Missouri, they don't have sports betting, but they have. Um, daily fantasy is allowed but you had you have to have a credit card that's located in the state um, to be able to fund your account to start it and then your ip has to be in the state also hmm. but uh it's no sports betting in missouri yet although they've apparently been trying to get a, a bill through congress through the uh, state legislature but it has not passed yet They they have chosen to lose out on a lot of uh, taxable revenue. Uh, Missouri has chosen to lose out on a lot of things in the last few years. Mm. It's, uh, but but losing losing to the state of Kansas is especially bad. So Kansas started a little more progressive than uh, Missouri is even lately uh, politically. Um, Possibly a lot more. I think a little bit. Well, they're, they're traditionally they're, Republican, but they aren't Trumpy Republican. Whereas the Missouri Republicans mm. are very Trumpy. There uh, there are very Trumpy people in Kansas. And in the legislature, but um, but there actually are some relatively progressive people, and they've elected um, Democrat governors multiple times in the last couple of decades. Yeah, well, Missouri used to do that too, but uh, not lately. Um, I don't know they will for a while. That's my, that's my expectation, at least anyway. Yeah. Even with uh, politics aside, how are you feeling about your bets this week? um well i'm not terribly confident about anything but i, I like that i've uh, decided to change up the strategy and not stick with the same strategy i'm hoping that uh you know I'll, i can see start to see a turnaround is all that's my that's my goal just not bottoming out like last week uh own three is not not a great look for me um strategy wise time for change time for a change i'm i'm changing a bit with with the over and unders, uh, I'd only been doing spreads before, but I still got. Uh, I still think I'm just looking for the best that I can find, best value, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if that strategy is going to pay off or not. So we'll be checking back in next week to see how that goes. Yeah, we should check in back next week. Are you are you ready to sign off, Andrew? I think so. Well, that's been another exciting weekly episode of the warning check power hour 
I am Dr. Michael Werman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Check Power Hour, of course. Please like and or subscribe to our many, many uh, different platforms that we have our podcast on, including our YouTube channel. Um, and we'll see you again next week. Happy, uh, happy, uh, happy NFL uh, season. How did that go? That was great. Happy week three. Happy week three, I should have said. So uh, whatever. I, I blew I blew it just like uh, the Raiders blew it uh, against the Cardinals. <laughs> Ouch. Not like the Raiders did. Oh no. Oh, oh. <laughs> is that the correct amount of uh feigned sympathy for Raiders? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>